mm. being polite to other people and making sure everybody likes you and is happy with you and thinks you're a respectful stand up person from a good family. Like that is more important than what your own needs are. And, and I do feel that those principles that we saw our parents value, our aunts and uncles value that were instilled in us when we were really young. I do believe that those have unbelievable consequences to our mental health as adult women. Don't you? Oh my God. You know, I'm just, I, I'm going to start crying. No. Welcome to Spill the Chai. I'm Sagan Patel. Welcome to Spill the Chai. I'm Aaliyah Jasmine. How's it going over there, fall weather? I know. It's, it's, it's a bit chilly. I'm wearing long sleeves, and I understand it's like a heat wave for you guys in LA. It's a heat wave. Yeah, it's a heat wave. I'm here in my office because we have air conditioning here. It's a, okay. It's, it's, when it's this hot by the, by the ocean, it's like yeah. intense. Okay, your cup looks blue. Oh, this is my chai this week. It has blue agave in it. I got it made next door at this great little health spot, and they make a chai Aww. latte with blue agave, and it's got like unbelievable health benefits. That's like my amazing. teeth turn blue. This is why. Cheers! Welcome to Spill Cheers! Chai. Ready to go? One, two, three. Oh, wrong way. Yeah, it worked. I'm so glad that everyone's joining us. Uh, you know, our last few conversations have been uh, talking about politics, talking about a little bit of everything, but this one's a very interesting aspect in terms of how we were brought up in the Asian community. But I think a lot of different uh, communities can relate to this. And I find it really fascinating because everything's coming back to me as we talk about this, this concept, but are Asian kids taught to put their needs last, which I find very fascinating because one of the things my mom used to say, if you make other people happy, you'll be happy. So, oh my God, was that ever something that we were all brought up with, right? right? Yes, and that's how you bring happiness into your life is having the willingness of taking care of others before yourself, which is something I yeah. think a lot of us can relate to. But there's this popular South Asian IG account called South Asian Therapist. <laughs> and we talk about <laughs> mental health forever. I'm glad this exists because we all need it right now through this pandemic yeah. and getting through all of this. But this conversation that happened, a tweet was put out by Pink Luddu. It's a little bit long and we're going to show you the whole tweet. But essentially what it said was every brown kid has been taught to say a firm no when asked if they want anything to eat or drink when visiting a relative, no matter what, no matter how thirsty or hungry. Amen to that. I remember those days. Growing up, one of my favorite stories to tell was about cousins who had the balls to say, I want a cookie and some Coke when asked. Everyone would gasp when they heard the stories. So if you're a grown adult and wondering why you can't give yourself the love you need or struggle to honor and prioritize your physical and emotional needs, start looking back to when you were first taught that your needs doesn't matter. It was probably a long time ago. When you hear that, does that make you think about what your parents told you growing up and respecting the elders when they came to your house? Of course, you know, you always have to make sure everyone else is happy. Don't say anything that would be just, I mean, respect above all else, right? Like that was so important. Were you taught, I think I already know the answer for you, but were you taught yeah. to value politeness over your own needs? Oh, for sure. As a, as a kid, I was told when I go to a relative's house, you only eat if they ask you and they only at the times you're supposed to eat. So 
if they come in, they don't have chai ready yet. You're not supposed to eat until the chai is ready. And there was all of these rules that were in place, but it was considered respect, right? It was not considered being, um, or just listening to your parents, it was more of understanding what elderlies mean in your life. So yeah, growing up, I'm like, yeah, all the time. I mean, I still do it to this day. Yeah, it's interesting. I see, I was never taught, like, if you go to someone's house and they offer you food to say no, I was never taught that. Um, So, but I, I think, which is interesting because, you know, you mentioned this isn't just a South Asian thing. I think a lot of Asian cultures are like this. Um, but even like I was talking to Mike about it and he was saying when he was younger, um, and now he's half British, half Czech and, you know, Canadian. Um, but he was, he grew up being taught that, that when you go to someone's house, you always say no, which I thought was really interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I think it's a little bit of, it's just old school too. You know, like you're, yeah. you wait until you're offered something, you never like ask for something, but, yeah. um, but I was taught it in different ways. I think like the food thing doesn't necessarily apply to me, but I think in a more general context, mm-hmm. being polite to other people and making sure everybody likes you and is happy with you and thinks you're a respectful stand up person from a good family like that is more important than what your own needs are and and I do feel that those principles that we saw our parents value our aunts and uncles value that were instilled in us when we were really young I do believe that those have unbelievable consequences to our mental health as adult women don't you oh my god you know I'm just I I'm gonna start crying no uh, you know, it's like what my mom said to me she said make other people happy before you make yourself happy and happiness will come to you right making sure mm-hmm. around you and taking care of the people around you will bring that happiness to you and as I had my second child I realized that's not true you know, sometimes you really do have to spend time for yourself to make yourself happy. But it's interesting because when I think about my kids and we go to a friend's house, we're actually going to go to dinner after this. If they're shy from taking anything, I'll say, hey, Ava, do you want something to drink? Do you want, I'll be at someone else's house now and say, hey, do you want something? So that opens that conversation to be comfortable to go to towards food and be open and not shy and being able to feel like this is home for us for the next four hours this is where we're gonna hang out and and Mm -hmm. and have a good time so I think I've changed it that way but also now I when I when I sit down to eat dinner and nobody else is there and the food's there I eat I'm ready to go you know I should wait for my kids and my husband but I like after a whole day I'm like okay if they're taking their time I'm ready to go the food's hot I'm ready to eat so I'm not uncomfortable doing that anymore I'm now I've changed my ways where I'm like you know I'm taking care of myself although I will say and I hope you don't mind me calling you out on this or giving out too much information but I will say that we recently had a conversation about uh, and you know where I'm going with this but we had a mutual friend who I think you know we realized we were both giving a lot to that person and and a consequence of that was that it was affecting our mental health but both of us were like but you know this person might really need us right now and I think that that even in hearing you say it and you hearing me say it we were both calling each other out like oh my god like why are you putting yourself second yet we were both doing it right and so I think that that I think that that's a consequence of how we were brought up. I mean, I think yeah, it's cultural. It's cultural and it's just being a good human, I think. And partly it's just what we were taught is to make sure other people are happy. I mean, the reason we're on earth is to help others. And I think that's 
part of it. You and I get lost to the point we forget about ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with this. I, and I struggle with it for a while. We've talked about it where I need other people's approval to say, it's okay to do this. Right. I don't Which is interesting. It. So this is like where I think that we as a generation who are open and realizing uh, the consequences of, of a lot of our cultural, you know, social norms is this intersection where it's like, yes, you're right. This is, it is being a good person and it is yeah. wanting to be good to others. And that there is importance in that because, you know, we live in a very individualistic society and there is importance in like valuing this, like, you know, yeah. a greater good. But where do you draw that line? At what point do you stop being a good person and start caring about yourself? Like, it's so difficult because I think we're just this new generation understanding it's okay to spend time for yourself. It's okay to be happy. I think it, it, we're, my parents, my parents always thought, you know, my, my mom would always say it's, she, I don't think she ever took care of herself. She's always mm -hmm. give, 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 give. And I don't think she's even to this day understands it's okay for you to take care of yourself, to go for those walks, whatever it is that you yes. want to do and splurge for yourself. It, but when growing up, she took care of us. And I, and I think there, this is the generation where we're switching that and understanding the importance of it. And I think it's because in India, that mentality is still there, right? And now we're here in Canada where we're, we're taught to be individuals and understanding that it's okay to take care of yourself and uh, focus on your career and all that. And I think that's what it is. It's our transition. You and I don't know what that balance is yet. And I think that's where it's really hard for us. Even with our mutual friend, we're like, oh, but we still need to help because we are able to. So we should still do it, right? Even though mentally it's affecting us. Yeah. And even though, you know, we weren't getting it reciprocated. And I think that this is like interesting because it obviously goes beyond that example of that tweet, which was yeah. about, you know, food and drink where we, are we, is this creating a culture where never mm. questioning other people doesn't keep people accountable? Like when you have elders, for instance, who say politically mm. incorrect things about racism or classism, or, you know, we've talked about the shadism, like, and we don't correct them because we're trying to be polite. Does that not enable this like culture to keep going and this racism to keep going and not correcting our elders out of respect? Like that is a real thing thing in a lot of Asian cultures. Like, but so, then, then it's interesting to say that too, because if your grandma says something or an elderly says something, you you just say, oh, you know, that's how it used to be. That's how, that's their mentality. You can't really change their mind. Yeah. That's how they're always going to think. And that's what you tell yourself to justify the situation, right? You don't speak up because she's going to slap me, but like, you never yeah. know she's going to throw a pot at me. That is so true. And I think that going forward, our kids' generation, hopefully they, they are calling people out, right? They, they're in a different world where they're, and you're like, you question it and you don't get angry by it. But we were just taught never to speak up when it came to the elders or people that you're, you're showing respect to the elders, right? So mm -hmm. uh, this is a difficult situation for me because I'm really thinking, oh my gosh, this comes from all, I need to go see my psychiatrist because now I'm thinking this all started when I was born. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's so great. It's like great. 
And you're right. And you know what? It, you're so right because it is not just about being South Asian or being Asian, Asian in general. It's, it is a lot about being a woman too. And I think, you know, we uh, talked, we had a whole episode of Spill the Chai, which if you guys haven't seen, go back and watch about Indian, oh, matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. So we did a whole show about Indian matchmaking. And that is like, when you watch that show, it's such an example of like, you see a lot of women in that show just like, keep their opinion to them, themselves and they're being judged on very shallow things and it's in their you know in their best interest to just shut up and take it and that's what they're taught mm. and like I, I I just think that like it can become this can become we're giving very light examples um but this can be a really serious issue that actually has major life implications yeah. right? you know I, I'm also I'm reading two books at the same time right now one of them is untamed by Glennon Doyle. I don't know if you read it, but essentially mm -hmm. what she's saying, we were taught to follow the norm. Whatever was good for society, that's what we did. So we would always do what made everyone else happy and made things just work well together rather than just being yourself and doing things that made you excited. And I find that fascinating because at a time like this during the pandemic, that's important. That is important that we right. all are doing the norm, that we are following the rules to make sure everyone is healthy while in America, right? There is that individual, right? Everyone's thinking their own way saying, Hey, I'm an American. Freedom it's my speech. freedom to not it wear a mask. So right? I don't have to wear a mask because you're taking away my freedom to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like that collectivism yeah. versus the individuality. And you are seeing that in like a lot of the Asian countries right now, right? Where there is a sense of collectivism and you, there is that sense of like, people are looking out for the greater good, the public interest. So what you were saying about like America, right? It's like this like individualistic society, how America has handled the pandemic, I think is what you were saying mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. The way that America has handled this pandemic is a perfect example of why an individualist society doesn't necessarily work either. So, no. um, so what do you do? Is there a balance? <laughs> I know. I, and I think individually, it changes for everybody, right? What are your priorities? What do you want? When you look again, your mom and my mom were so, for them, the important thing was to make sure we were taken care of, that their kids got everything they wanted, even if it meant taking away from their experience, meaning, you know, they wanted to do something in their lives, they didn't do it. But you and I are this generation where we're like, we can try to balance both. We can have a career. I mean, I remember when I was at a, a company and I- Are we this generation? Because this, I feel like, no, do you see these gray hairs? I feel like we were like, a, <laughs> we're, we might be one generation back. <laughs> okay, fine. We're the middle generation. <laughs> Uh, where I was told I changed jobs and, because the other job I was working 20 hours a day and I came to another job and I got called out by people on social media saying, hey, why, why would you go to another job where you're full time now? And I was like, what's wrong with that? Why can't I have a career and a young baby? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then I felt guilty because I felt like, okay, I'm spending too much time on myself and doing things for myself. Like we talked about this in one of our conversations mm -hmm. where the balance is never balanced. It's just Sometimes something struggles while the other doesn't struggle. But I think, I don't know, do you feel guilty when you spend more time for yourself and kind of put everything else on the side? You know, I was yeah. even saying to Mike, like, I feel like working full time in a newsroom during a pandemic, during, a, you know, huge civil yeah. rights movement, 
during this presidential election. Like I have gained weight. I am not getting a lot of sleep. I am not exercising. I don't feel mentally balanced. I feel like I'm always on social media. I, I feel very, like, I just don't feel like myself. And I wonder if like, I need to take a little bit of time to myself. And the thought of that is like, oh my God, my parents came here during a war. They gave up everything. They worked, they were poor. They worked so hard. Like they, yeah. I don't take a moment for granted and I am going to work myself into the ground before I ever take, you know, two months off to take yoga every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Amen to that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Like, like we shouldn't think like that, but I do. I a hundred percent. And the guilt that I feel even thinking about taking time off for myself mm. is a, I know that I know where that comes from, mm-hmm. but it's guilt. I don't, I could not sit at home, even though I knew it was more healthy for myself. If, it, if I just like took, let's say a month off and just did like yoga mm-hmm. every day and took a month to myself, I would feel guilt every day that I wasn't accomplishing what I was supposed to, that I was wasting time, that I wasn't, you know, I could have, I could be doing A, B, C, and D and I'm not doing yeah. it. Like it's too ingrained in me, I think. Yeah. You need to go do yoga, girl. I know. I started doing yoga on the beach. Yes. Yeah. Once a week. And and I'm thinking about the the conversation how we initially started about eating at people's houses. Now I go straight to the kitchen when I go to people's houses. I don't care. (laughs) If I see cake, I will eat the cake. I'm like, okay. If it's out there, I eat it. So yeah, you know, I've changed my ways when I go to people's houses. And I think, um, I think we both kind of just understand that the change, it it can happen. And like you said, it's, it's not hard. We feel that guilt, but I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like one of my friends just got married and she lives with the family. She told her mm-hmm. friends, her white friends that, you know, I'm, I'm living with his, my in-laws. I'm like, and they're like, are you crazy? Why would that, you do something like that? That's what I'm saying right now, right? hearing you say that. I'm like, are she, <laughs> she crazy? And she's what? our generation, but she's like, they treat me like a queen. We get along. Our life is great. You know, uh, my husband and I have our own space. Wow. And are you happy? And she goes, I'm happy. And I'm like, okay, then I'm not here to judge. But she yeah. must follow those old rules. I'm sure going into a house like that with an Indian culture, they're Punjabi, that she's probably following those old rules and those ethics. And I'm sure she is that person who's you know, putting the food out first and making sure her husband eats first because if your mother-in-law is there, I'm sure she's going to go outside. Right? So this is like, but, I'm like know, sweating just like hearing this it. conversation. But she's, she's happy, right? Like, and, but these are the, the ethics that she believes in. And I think that's part of us being in America is just our mentality switches. Even when you go to India, I, it's been years since I've been there, but when I did go, they still had that, that way. The rituals were always like that. So I don't know. I think it depends where you are. I think you and I are in that transition and we're still learning, but our guilt is built on us because of what we were brought up with. But I think there's an opportunity for our, the next generation to change. Yeah. And I think you and I are also outliers in some ways because we're both people that work in the arts and work in entertainment and growing up. That's not something that would have traditionally made our families happy or, you know, like I think that if I mean, you were an engineer first, so you actually did make your family happy. <laughs> but uh, if you weren't an engineer or a doctor, yeah, <laughs> or an engineer or a doctor, you know, like that they, they would. Yeah. So I do think that I mean, those kind of things are changing as people make decisions more for themselves. I think. So, 
here's an example as we're talking. Uh, so my parents followed a Swami, okay? I'm gonna get in trouble for this. So uh, they switched over to following this, this Swami religiously and it was changing their life. They, they Wait, what's call, a Swami? Like a Swami, like a guru, uh, someone you oh. follow, right? Religiously okay. follow his okay. ways. And, and that means giving up like all these things that they had to give on onions. And so, anyway, so, so one day they wake up and they want to do this and four kids living downtown and we were brought up in Toronto and she's like, okay, you guys are come to me and you are going to become religious and you're going to believe in the Swami. And we go and we were the bad kids. Cause we wouldn't sit there and be like, this is bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this shit. They essentially, you know, put women down. I was like, this is ridiculous. And we went to a kid's camp. And they put us in circles and like one woman, kid you not, said to me, what the girl is wearing on the street will cause her to get raped. It's the woman's fault. And I was like, what did, what did you just say? And I got up and left and my mom was livid. And she goes, there may be some truth to it. I'm like, are you kidding oh me right now? Oh my God. Oh, I know. And so it, it was going to kill me. So then uh, after that, like she stopped pushing How old were you? She was, oh man, I was probably 13, 14. My brother That's didn't even so come crazy. once. Yeah. So <laughs> us three girls had to go to straighten us up. Right. Kind of thing. But we, it, it was a, it was a conflict in our house, this whole Swami thing. And I'm like, you can't go from being, uh, bringing us up a certain way and then going to all this extreme. And so anyways, my parents found this type of God. Um, but we finally came to an agreement that it wasn't for us. It wasn't for the kids. But when we went through that girl, you should see my mom. She would not, she's like, why aren't you wearing an Indian suit? Why are you wearing jeans? I'm like, well, this is oh what I'm like. That's a really good, good example. That is a great example because it also shows that to a certain extent, you were you were not willing to compromise yes. the way that you thought for, right? Like there, mm -hmm. there was like a limit to how much politeness and politically correctness you would even take at a young age. Oh so that's gosh, really yeah. interesting. From your yeah. parents, because that's a lot of, that's a lot of, like, I will say for people who aren't brown and who might be watching this, you have never felt peer pressure. Like, forget what you felt in high school. You have never felt the kind of peer pressure that you feel from a brown mother. Like, mm -hmm. you, like, it is the Girl. worst kind of peer pressure. She's going to kill me. Yeah, like, she <laughs> would, like, she would wake us up at six o'clock in the morning and goes, we're going, we're going to become very religious and we're going to be, you know, I'm like, we're not bad kids. It, it, we went out and had good time. You can't bring up a child in downtown Toronto. You can't immigrate to, immigrate to Canada and expect us to believe in the old rituals and the old ways, right? I mean, you brought us here. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I blame my mom for all that. But man, did it ever cause this? That's a house. crazy story. I know, I know. And my parents still believe in the Swami. They still, they still follow his ways. Even my friend, my cousin was part of it. They all went in together to do this, but she believed in it and she's still very religious and she still follows the Swami. And I'm just like, are you happy? You know, That's she doesn't so know crazy. what, yeah, it doesn't, she doesn't like, know what it's it probably really similar to, um, I had a friend of mine who his family was from Alberta. And when he was a teenager, his parents, I think he was, I think he grew up. I want to say, um, uh, Protestant. 
And okay. I think his family, when he was a teenager, decided to become Baptist. Um, and they started following a new priest. And he was very much like uh, a lot more orthodox in his ways right. and more traditional. Um, and I'm sure it was something similar where he felt like he went home for Christmas and like their Christmas wasn't like a fun Christmas. It was like a very religious Christmas. Really? And, like, yeah. His parents had totally changed. And he was like, yeah. what is going on now? So I, I'm sure other people relate to that story because I feel like I have friends who have kind of gone through something similar. I know, that. I know, I know. It, that's yeah, so crazy. So, and maybe that's what made me so more liberated, even going back to the eating thing where I go in mm -hmm. and eat on my own and I when I'm at the dinner table, I will start eating. And I remember when I first got married, I thought because I married an Indian guy that I had to follow the rules where I had to make sure I eat down for him in front of his parents or um, you know, when his guests came over from his family, I was supposed to do certain things. I was serve chai. To you have to serve all of that, chai. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did it because I wanted to them to like me and be the right person. But do I do it now? Hell no, it doesn't happen anymore. Like, I still yes, serve. Yes, exactly. I was gonna say I still yeah, yeah. serve the chai and stuff when people come over, especially like when my yeah, in laws yeah. come over, even though they're not brown. But I feel like I yeah. should. I feel like that's not the right thing to. Yeah, but, but I don't know you do that it now cultural. because you want to do it. Yeah, right. Like it's different, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it wasn't like his, his mom would say, you know, go, go do this or go. I'm like, that's what bothered me. It was more yes. now. It's me. Yes, it's like, still very culturally accepted, but. I feel no, good but it's, about it, now. it is, it's different because it's like, not like there's the set of things that you need to do as a woman and that my mother told me I had to do. It's not, it's just that you're, someone's coming yeah. into your home. You want to be a hospitable house guest. And there are some fun traditions that we all like love to Martha, Martha Stewart it up yeah. a little bit um, and, and entertain guests, but it's not the same as like, not this is same. what you need to do. And you are guilty. You feel guilty if you don't do it. Like there's a difference. Uh I know it, it, it's yeah this all makes sense now why we all want to be accepted certain ways by certain people yeah I feel yeah like on a note just being like like this whole thing has just ended with us being like we are literally <laughs> and you're doing blue agave, agave like I mean hey this blue agave is my freedom you know this is I know the minute all of you brown women watching this, I know the minute that I showed you that my chai had blue agave in it, you all were like, mm -mm -mm, that's not real chai. Mm -mm -mm, that's not how my mom made it. I know all you brown girls were judging me. Just think about this conversation now. Now this is freedom. <laughs> chai. Oh my God. On that note, we both need some therapy. But subscribe below. Join our conversations and let us know. I, I'm sure you have the same experience. Yeah, write it in the comments. We would love to hear it. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple uh, Podcasts and on Spotify as well. Yeah, we have some really cool stuff coming up very soon. And uh, we're just so glad you're part of this journey. And, and, and you know what? We love having a conversation with you. So continue um, joining yes. us. Cheers. Cheers. Spill the chai, everyone. <laughs> What does that say, Bill? Bill? It's Mike's company mug. Nice!